Thank you for tuning in to Coppin' with Comic. I'm Brian Coppin. We're here with Comic Dan Wilbur. Dan Wilbur, how the hell are you? I'm great. Oh, good. Thank you so much for coming in. And where can people do you uh, do? Where can people see you do stand up comedy on stage in New York City? And where can they find you online? Oh, they can find me at QED. Yeah. So we're uh, at QED this... QED in Astoria, Queens, and it sounds like you have your half hour coming up here. Yes. And when is that? With Chloe Radcliffe. That's wow. On, that's on Leap Day. That's okay. how you can remember. It. Is that 229. February twenty nine? February twenty nine. Yeah. We booked only, that. We and I was only. Like, I only get booked for a half hour once every four years. <laughs> <laughs> they say you can have Leap Day. Yeah, That's so you got to remember it. I love that because then you have four minutes, four years of time to write your material for half an hour. That's all you write in, in four years, right? I would love <laughs> to have a new half hour every four years. Yeah. I got oh, a really? New, I get a new 10 okay. every once in a while. Okay. I go, oh, that's a story. That's a thing. <laughs> but then if I really try to punch it up, narrow it down, uh, oof. And we'll have, oh, that's that's more like three minutes. That's a three-minute chunk. <laughs> and we'll have to explore. Maybe that's because you were recently engaged. But before we get into that, uh, where can people find you? Are you Dan Wilbur across all social platforms? Most platforms, it's at Dan Wilbur. Okay. Uh, my Venmo, my, uh, <laughs> my uh, if you're trying to Venmo me, my Instagram is Dan Wilbur Comedy. Okay. There's a Dan Wilbur who's living just in... Just a fabulous life. <laughs> is he really? Oh, I check him out. He win, <laughs> he windsurfs and stuff. He's, Does he? He's doing uh, great. Oh, but you're funnier. Am I? <laughs> I don't know him. I don't know him. He's so unintentionally sure he's... funny talking about kite surfing or windsurfing. I, yeah, I'm sure, okay. he's, I'm sure he's very funny. Okay. He, 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 he's memorized many funny movies. <laughs> repeats that. I don't know him. It's, it's a weird <laughs> thing to talk shit about, especially since he has... My name, I so know. I can't actually talk shit about him. He's a nice guy, dude. Yeah, met him many times. He, he, he's fabulous. He's suspect. Yeah. And then um, you got recently engaged. Uh, yes. What you know? How long had you been batching it? How long had you been a bachelor? You know, as a comic, <laughs> you must have been slaying for decades, right? Oh my god! <laughs> I was dating my girlfriend for ten years. Oh wow! So pretty okay. much since I moved to New York, I was with Anya and yeah. uh, and my fiance. And, and so, what took you so long? Oh, you think, what are you, my parents? Yeah, let's, let's, well, here's your opportunity to tell me the real story, not the, well, oh, I, I loved her so much, I had to figure out okay. my love. Well, yeah, <laughs> okay, so you know when you're really hungry? <laughs> so I was trying to explain it to my niece, because she kept asking over Christmas. Okay. Uh, she's 30. No, she's, uh, <laughs> she's, she's a small child. She'll say, why weren't you married yet? Uh, why weren't you married yet? I have a great tape of us talking about it, but I, oh, I really is it online? did, yes, it's online. Oh, that's Instagram. comedy. It is funny. That's Dan Wilber comedy. That's not Dan Wilber. That's Dan Wilber comedy right there. I I think um it's really weird that that people feed you the lie of like you just know. <laughs> you just know. When you know, you know. <laughs> That's great. And I would say 50% of those marriages, just like 50% of every other marriage, ends in divorce. So there's like, oh, I guess you didn't know. You thought you knew. You didn't know. Well, I just knew. I knew right at this moment or that moment. I love that. And for me, I was just, you know, I'm a... uh, I hate to say it. I'm a little more cerebral than I'd like to be. I don't uh, make... I make a lot of knee-jerk statements okay. certainly on stage I'm, oh yeah to comedic <laughs> effect Good. and uh and on twitter.com okay. I've, I've gotten in trouble before <laughs> but when it came to my real life i wanted to wait and we had you know i was just like is this my big fear uh, i'll tell you this uh because this is funnier a funnier version of what the hell i'm <laughs> rambling about 
My biggest fear was that we'd get married, we'd have all our friends and family show up, they'd, we'd show them what true love looks like, and then two years would go by and we'd be like, uh, actually, I don't like this. Uh, uh, so everything was a lie and, uh, <laughs> uh, and it'll feel like, uh, it's not true. Like every relationship, when it ends, you're like, it feels like that was a waste of time when in fact it was good and yeah. it lasted as long as it was supposed to last. Yeah. So I had this big fear maybe four or five years ago that I was like, what if two years go by and I'm a completely different person? And the terrible news I found out is that did not happen. <laughs> I am just the same person. <laughs> I have not changed uh, even a little bit. So you could have done the same um, thing a couple of years ago. Yeah. Okay. I, I regret waiting. Okay. Um, so uh, then, you overestimated your ability to change in two years. Yes. And why is that? Like, you know, are you, you know, you say you're cerebral, but you do kind of, you know, you fly off the handle with respect to Twitter.com statements. You know, what, what about that? I, like, I feel like I, I gave you a, <laughs> I, I misspoke. I gave you a knee-jerk assessment of myself that I just thought of. I, I No, I, I'm a, a very, it's taken me a long time to like whatever, meditation and through meditation and uh, uh, working out and walking around with my own thoughts instead of, you know, being plugged in and yeah. listening to comedians talk about <laughs> serial killers. Isn't that an unhealthy thing? Yeah. Like, I just want to take a nice walk through the park. And then you're like, I have to listen to, to last podcast. Yeah, I was wait, watching Making a Murder for the 15th time yeah, before I, I came here. Be, so, yeah. I can't be bored <laughs> yeah. in the place that I chose to walk. So a lot of me uh, for the last, even like through college, I just was a big reader, and I, I went to college and studied Greek. and uh, That's I, well used you today. Know, well, really stupid, really <laughs> stupid idea. And, and even my approach to comedy was like, okay, I'm going to write a really good bit okay. and elevate it and show people how sure. good the writing is. And tons of people get away with that. Yeah. And then and the you more do? you think about it, the more you're like, no, people want to see you be present. Yeah. People want to see you. Like I used to think crowd work was hacky okay. uh, when in fact it's another tool in the toolbox. To like, keep them paying attention. You need to keep them paying attention. And because it's it's like, especially when you're on the road, you want to talk about what you saw and did because yeah. it's, it's a place to write on stage. And then on top of that, they're going to, yeah, they're going to be more awake and more alert and paying attention. But also like if you came in and you were just reciting, which some comics do, yeah. George Carlin did it. Okay. Uh, as uh, I once heard Christian Finnegan point out that Carlin was the only guy to just get on stage and be like, I wrote this and yeah. then just say it all. Everybody, Everybody else is, is like, oh, I'm just some asshole. I'm just thinking of this. Yeah. And, and it takes him five seconds to write a new 30 minutes, not four years. Right. Okay. Uh, so for me, I know that I have written material, but I'm, now I'll try to get on stage and, and just talk for a little bit at least. And where you and get, then, when you, when you had that realization, first of all, what, you know, led you to that realization? And then when you first had it, what, um, how difficult was it to start, you know, flexing that muscle or developing the muscle to stay in the moment and to stay present? Well, I'm always, uh, always been trying different things, uh, throughout the last, I've done comedy for like 14 years now. So it wasn't, uh, you know, sometimes I get up and I say, I don't have anything, so I'm just going to talk. Uh, so it's more like a, it's a little more negative than than you're thinking. But recently, like the last couple of years with therapy and, uh, and, you know, getting my life in order. Uh, my friend Mike Kaplan has been very helpful. Oh, cool. His, uh, and uh, John Fish, who has another podcast. I think there was a Mike Kaplan-John Fish crossover okay. when Kaplan did <laughs> Fish's podcast. 
and everything that he talked about, I I gave a I gave it a whirl. Okay. So he talked about using um, he, he talked about how he wrote and then like writing and walking at the same time and and sort of inhabiting his body and talking to people. And is I, this Mike Kaplan or John Fish? Mike Kaplan. Yeah. So we had Fish him on. and I are, are I think cut from the same cloth where okay. we have a little more cerebral. I mean. Fishes in shape and stuff, but I think he does get in his own head and like all these things that that Mike Kaplan does not suffer from. Yeah, so he's this a different. Weird. Well, he's a different animal from which we can all learn. Like when yes. he was on here, I questioned him just for you know the most important question I asked, and then he answered it wonderfully. Is what the fuck is his writing process? Because he's so god darn smart. And I think where we ended up is he uses several different. You know, he kind of likened it to using several different neurons. He's like, well, I will talk into a recorder, I'll talk on stage, I'll write long form, and I'll also type into a computer. And he thinks that calls on kind of different neurons and thus, you know, that's kind of how his great bits get formed. Yeah. So it's, it's just good advice. And so you, you were like, you know, me and John Fisher cut from the same cloth. Mike Kaplan is a diff- different animal. Let me ask him and see what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. yeah and and Kaplan uh, is when you see him go up, it's something to be envied. And he used to just do sort of jokes per minute like that uh, 10 years ago. Uh, seemed planned out yeah. in a way, and now it's still it's still his voice. I mean, he knew his voice before, but it's like he, if you see him, uh, I'll hang out with him and like go to several shows, and he won't do the same set twice. You know, he'll oh, do the, there's, there's similar watch, bits, yeah. or right. like he'll. But he's really like he's interacting with people. He's interacting. It's fun he's to watch inter- Mike because yeah. he's interacting with himself. Dude, he would interrupt himself with yes. funnier and funnier things. Yes, like the sentence would almost like you know fold in on itself. And in that way, uh, he's like the ocean. You know what I mean? <laughs> His the glasses waves, got lost in the, the ocean. Keep and he coming, <laughs> and uh, but they're all different, but all the same. But you know I mean, but I mean? The, but the reason why they want to see Dan Wilbur is because um, they they saw Mike Kaplan last night, and they want to see something that's slightly different. And so, what kind of stuff are you are you talking about your engagement to Anya on stage, and what took you so long? Yes, I talk about my anxieties about getting married. I talk about the engagement ring and all the rigmarole you have to go through because I think this is true of everyone who gets married. Is they go, we're not going to do any of that bullshit, and then especially, all of a, especially sudden, a comic. Yeah, and then uh, all of a sudden you're doing like at least three or four <laughs> bullshit things. You know what I mean? Like you're not, we're not doing all of it, but we're doing some of it. And because some of it has some, a, some of it has a purpose. Well, you, I would hope a- that you would right? feed your guests. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've been to weddings where there was an open bar and free food, and it was just I left engorged and had to be rolled out. And I've been to weddings where they like. Someone brought a potato salad, and it was a cash bar, and we were all like, what is this? This and, sucks, right? I yeah. hate the couple now. Except that that one, the cash bar, they had a formal in the church wedding. It was like 45 minutes, and I'm like, you can't do the formal wedding and then the bullshit reception. You got you to gotta choose. Yeah. So then I've been to, like, really fun weddings where, you know, they played uh, – uh, the Darth Vader theme as they, you know, bam, 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 as the uh, the bride came down the aisle That's and then cool. they had it in like a music venue. I've gone to bars and seen what I had a, my friend Sean Crespo and Carol got married in a bar and then they served Crift Dogs. Okay. That yeah, was great. What the hell are Crift Dogs? Come on. 
Yeah, dude, I'm Come serious. On. I'm stuck here in the uh, basement, man. I don't got It's on uh, uh, St. Mark's. Okay. They just make really complicated hot dogs. Oh, okay. I'm sure that people. It's just deluxe ass hot dogs that are yeah, $20. Like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. And that leads me to money, which is my big question, which is just what I've always wanted to ask you for the last 10 years. Oh, boy. When you're about to get married to Anya and you have to uh, get her that big rock, you know, to put on her finger, that two months, what the, what's the rule? Two months salary? Uh, two for months for salary. a comedian, that from a comedian, that's a pretty, pretty big diamond. Yeah, it was a negative. <laughs> It was a, it was, I, she had to give me a few rocks. It was negative rocks. And then so, what I gave her. so to get you out of your head, you're doing some reading and you consider books on tape to be reading. I guess. Jeez. When you put it that way, I, this is what I think. Okay. I hate books on tape. And yet occasionally I've read aloud from Moby Dick and I thought, this is so much. I know he just wrote it yeah. on with a pen, but it sounds so much better out loud. Yeah. And I think that or like uh, anytime an actor is actually giving an interpretation, especially of a role they played. So I have uh, uh, Lolita on tape by Jeremy Irons, maybe okay. one of the best audiobooks of wow. all time. Um, and Don, have, Dominic, Don, Dominic, Dominique Swain was also in that movie. Was she also in the audiobook? Like, they weren't no, no, no. saying their he lines. His, he was uh, just doing the whole thing. He right? does the girl voice. It's really a, <laughs> Is he really doing intriguing. voices on there? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. He's a, a very talented actor. Oh, sure. The best diehard villain. But the girl Jeremy voice. Irons. The girl voice, I would think, it would be beyond his capacity. <laughs> Nothing's like beyond fake. Jeremy. Well, because it sounds like he's patronizing. It sounds like he's... Because the whole point is that he's built her up in yeah. this way that he's, yeah. he's doing an impersonation that's not mean right but it's also childish and he knows it and it's like you're you're it's an interpretation of the book wow if so you're he's, reading he's the book you're just getting your yeah. yeah it's not even condescending it's 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 uh he's aware that he's of what she sounds like even though he still uh loves her i love that well she's, is she still hot dominic swain oh is. boy well i don't want to talk about the hotness of yeah. the uh uh, child. Well, she, I think the, I, I'm hoping I she remember. was of age at that time. But I Jer- would assume she was. Yeah, she was younger and, than Jeremy Irons, of course. Yes. Okay. And then when when they see you do stand up, <laughs> not- the premise of the book. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like books on tape that are either like if it's a massive undertaking, I'd also like it on tape. But because it was it's Moby worse. Dick, you've you've done Moby Dick a couple times, and oh, that's I just a Moby thousand. Dick. That's a long ass book. But I've read Moby Dick sitting and just staring at it. And it's awful. And right? I've... Uh, when you're sitting, weird. staring at it, right? Well, it's just a weird book. Okay. It's so... Like, there's, there's passages that are like, just like Jonah and the whale, this biblical tale uh, of me going in the... And it all rhymes and it's fun and ugh. there's like assonance and it's, it's fun to say out loud. And then there'll just be a chapter about like, I went to this place and uh, they had really good chowder. And it's that's like, the whole like, chapter. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, oh, this lady yeah. was weird. Yeah, Stephen King writes about, you know, you're, you're reading a great gripping, you know, suspense novel by Stephen King and has 20 pages of some dude on a porch. And you're like, yeah, thanks, Stephen King. Let me wait for the movie. Right. It's, it's, it's Melville's funnier than Stephen King. Oh, God. For sure. Good. Like, he's just a funnier, weirder person. And there's jokes in it. And, and uh, you know, he's like, there's this rash lady that cooks the chowder and she put up a sign that said no suicides or smoking <laughs> and you're like what the what hell the it's like fuck? still funny okay uh but then yeah but then when he talks about it's more that when he he got so obsessed with whaling <laughs> that he decided to tell you uh, wrong theories oh, no. wrong darwinian uh 
understandings. And of, you could do that as a stand-up comic on stage, but it's less responsible as somebody who's trying to present it as a serious uh, discussion of whaling. Well, uh, it's less <laughs> responsible as the world uh, catches fire yeah. to to just not understand science yeah. or even try. I think it's painfully irresponsible. Of, and I know lots of great comics who get up and go, uh, I don't know. But <laughs> that that's almost fine. Versus someone getting up and being like, well, I don't believe in climate change, yeah. which is something that uh, Carlin said. Look it up. Um, but he fi- said, but maybe funnier. He said that th- these hippies are just trying to make a nice place for themselves, and it's actually narcissistic. It's actually actually a very interesting point. Yeah, uh, because it's like, oh, you're really going to recycle. Because that's my Carlin impression, <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be doing his Carlin impression at QED, hopefully, which oh, is yeah. what leap year, leap day, which is leap February day. 29th. Yeah, and then wh- who else is on the show? You said Chloe Radcliffe. Okay. Daphne uh, Genkler. Okay. Oh, sure. Sure. I think we were supposed uh, to have her on yesterday. Sure. Oh, cool. And hopefully we'll have her on in the future. Would she ditch it? I'll give her her a talking to. Okay. Well, please do. And then uh, Dan Wilbur, when they want to find you online, you're Dan Wilbur across, uh, you know, several social platforms, but not uh, Instagram because you're Dan Wilbur Comedy because there's some chump out there who's kite surfing. Yeah. Okay. Well, Dan Wilbur, Dan Wilbur, thank you so much. Thanks, Brian.